0: With Dan and Scott, how does God podcast Would you like it or not? Fresh from back in the day when that's a play at the park. Seven MP on special where they played after dark. From the burden to the focus to the losses in the wind. Welcome podcast, patrons to the show, leave the pen, get busy golfing or get busy dying. How does
1: God podcast and the swing ain't lying?
0: Leave
1: the pin. Welcome back, podcast patrons. Another episode of Leave the Pin Podcast. It's episode 142. Already. Absolutely mind-blowing. Uh, first off, I want to thank all the fans, followers, listeners, and everyone that's downloaded and left a comment on iTunes. That's really how we grow and how we get other people in the Leave the Pin family and how you kind of become a podcast patron. So anything that you've done along those lines, even if it's just listening to one episode, I want to thank you. Episode 142 today brings back an old-time guest, mister Tiger Hoods TigerHoods903. We talk a bunch about... The pandemic that went down uh, in Texas and the natural disaster, and how that compounded issues with him rapping, recording, playing golf, we talk about how he got into the great mindset in order to play mini tour events and kind of work his way up as he's trying to elevate his status towards a PGA tour card. And one of the most interesting aspects of today's interview is how a self-made golfer, which he is, took on a coach and saw his game just absolutely blossom. So we talk a lot about that coach-player psychological relationship because it's not just the physical movements of putting someone into position to hit the club perfectly. It's getting that person to to believe cognitively that what they're doing is the right thing and, and that the way that they're moving forward on their path towards their goals is the right way. And the bond that exists between a coach and a player. And Tiger Hoods is, is uh a man that is always blunt, always honest. And he opens up about a real emotional moment that came to him during one of these sessions. We talk a bunch of stuff too and and give some of our new listeners uh, some insight into Tiger Hoods and you know how he raps and what he does and his musical influences and what it's like to play golf down in Texas. And he's just an overall great guest, always has some good insight. And being a black male in the sport, you know, obviously in a a white dominated sport, a sport that has had its share of problems with integration. He's just such a fresh light and such a a breath of fresh air in the game that I just love having him on. I love hearing what he has to say, Um, a good friend, an even better golfer. And I hope you enjoy the episode as much as I enjoy speaking with him every so often be remiss if I didn't tell you about Eagles and Arrows and some of the new things they have coming out. I know I talk all the time about the Augusta West glove membership, and it's great if you're a person that loves top quality gloves for a really, truly affordable price and kind of love getting things in the mail. And I'm one of those people. I love getting boxes in the mail. And anytime I get my Augusta West or my Eagles and Arrows gear in the mail, I am just stoked. But they're doing limited edition head covers, and and seriously, they're limited. There's only a few left of each. I'm looking at the Island Time one. I'm looking at you. There's only two of you left right now. We've got three head covers that are out right now. They've got uh, Island Time, they've got The Lad, and then their last one is Birds of Paradise. They all have this great spring feeling, which if you live in the Northeast like myself and Scott – You're kind of really looking towards the spring because this winter has been beyond brutal. And not only are they great quality construction, I can tell you that because I have one, is they're super affordable. They're $39 each. Go to eaglesandarrows.com, check out their shop. They have a ton of stuff on sale. Unfortunately, some of the stuff is already sold out. So if you're not quick, this stuff goes like hot cakes. Check them out on Instagram as well, Eagles and Arrows CO, like Eagles and Arrows Company. See everything that Grant's up to with the construction of Augusta West. And click on the link that says Augusta West membership and really kind of dive into that because I think you'll see that not only is it a great deal, but it's also kind of, I think, the next wave of, of golf revolution. What Grant is doing here is something completely different than other companies. Uh, Scott and I wouldn't wear the gear if we didn't truly believe in it. You know that. We're never going to promote anything that's that's fake or or just to get a few extra bucks. It's just not in us. I don't care enough to do that, honestly. But Augusta West is a great golf club membership, and Eagles and Arrows is just doing everything the right way. So without any further ado, check out Tiger Hoods on this interview coming up. Go to eaglesandarrows.com, and uh, you may know the man... From here in the intro into this episode. That's our man, Tiger Hoods 903. Here we go. All right. So, as promised, I mean, again, back again. Love having him on. Uh, Mr. Hoods, third time now, fourth yep. time now.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is my third time. This is, I guess, this is my, my family pit stop, I guess, from a podcast.
1: <laughs> it is. We've got to, you know, everyone wants to know and everyone needs to know kind of what's going on with you. We've got a lot to talk about today. Um, first off, people that are kind of new to the podcast, we've had a bunch of you know new growth over the last few weeks or so may not have heard you before speaking, but they've heard you obviously wrapping us in to every episode. So, as always, <laughs> we appreciate that. Um but since since look, since it is your third time on, we've got some new guests from the the first times, Give us just a little bit of background on you, like a two, three minute preview, and then we'll kind of, you know, go back into it for the old, old head listeners.
0: All right. Uh, everybody, my name is Tigerhoods903. That's where you can check me out on all platforms. Um, man, I'm just a rapper from Texas who's like everybody else in America, working their way road to the PGA Tour. And that's that's literally how I sum it up, like... It's that simple. Be the best at being the best rap golfer, being the best at being the best golfer. And giving a thousand percent every day. And that's exactly who I am. If you wanna know who I am, that's who I am. The person who's gonna outwork
1: everybody every single day. (laughs) Literally. One of the things I just I you know, one of the things I absolutely love about this sport is how it brings in so many different types of people. I mean, you know, here, here you are, a kid growing up in Texas, I mean, literally a rapper. You know, people, you can find his music on iTunes right now. Like, go look up Tiger Hoods 903. You can get his album on iTunes, Spotify, wherever. And Golf
0: cart, Gatorade, sipper, slinging them irons, whatever.
1: <laughs> and the thing is, like, what's, what's so amazing to me is that even though that's a love for you right and, and everyone has like all these different loves and passions and stuff like golf is this bonding agent that brings everyone together and like I mean you'd agree right golf is your obsession
0: yes I'm not assessed. I'm I'm not addicted to golf golf is addicted to me <laughs>
1: I like that. I like that. I unfortunately, I am addicted to golf. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: I, hey, it, it, it comes, it comes to my mind the very first thing when I open up my eyes. So I mean, I guess that it got pretty good. It has a pretty good, uh, good control over me. It's doing a pretty good job of keeping me uh, closed in, anyways.
1: So listen, let's let's talk real quick. We'll get this out of the way. You're you're down in Texas, man. You were literally in the heart of, you know, this natural disaster that rolled through two, three weeks ago, which which a lot of you guys are still dealing with down there. I mean, give us a little like on the ground insight. What was that like? Man, I'll tell you this much.
0: The night before the storm hit and like Okay, all leading up all week, it told us that we were going to have, like, less than one inch of snow. Like, I'm not kidding you. That's literally what they were telling us. It was saying that everything, like, the major stuff was going to stay west and north. Well, dude, it was, like, 10 o'clock at night, and I had left my phone charger in my golf bag. And I walked outside, and when I did, they were, like, everything outside was already white. And I was like, wait a minute. This is not supposed to be here. So I went, and I was like, you know what? I better... I better bring them generators up on the porch because something might, I don't know, something don't feel right. And I didn't do it, though. I didn't do it. And then at about 4.30 in the morning, I woke up, and it was just cold in the house. Like, when I say cold, I mean cold. I was like, bro, my house ain't never this cold. So I got up, and I went to hit the light in the room, and the power was out. I was like, oh, man. I walked out in the hallway, and the thermostat was out because there was no power. I was like, dang. I went outside and there was already four or five inches of snow on the ground. So I had to put my boots on. I had to walk all the way back out to the barn. I had to carry this freaking generator that weighs probably about 300 pounds through the snow. And it was it would not roll because there was so much snow on the ground. So I literally had to carry this thing and carry it up the steps. Like I don't even know how I did it, to be honest with you. I just knew that I had to do it. And that was the only thing that got it done. <laughs> the only thing that got it done. But man it just kept coming and kept coming and then like the next day like when it would when it, you would think that it was gonna stop as soon as the sun would go down it would start back snowing and then the temperature would drop so it just freeze i mean people were stuck in ditches people were taking out mailboxes there was a hundred pound car hundred card plus pile up in fort worth that everybody saw that was just horrific like man it was it got bad here like it was probably, it probably did just as much damage as like when we have like hurricanes, as far and, and not like on a disastrous level, but like as far as like just disrupting everything, like life, safety, everything. It, it just messed everything up.
1: Now, I mean, you guys obviously are known for getting hailstorms, you know, that damage cars. I mean, like Texas is notorious for having like those hail sales, right after storm damage and stuff like the car lots have those sales and stuff and you guys get a bunch of ice but i mean how much snow do you normally get in a year if any
0: man most most like texas winters we don't get any snow i I mean at least where i live i live on like more like the east southeast side of texas so like we don't we don't get very much snow but when you get 14 12, 14, 16 inches of snow. Yeah, you're not prepared for any of that. Like, up north, yeah, I'd have, like, different, like, you know, sets of tires or, or, like, chain. Like, people down here, we, they didn't even have no time to prepare to go get no chains for the vehicles because we don't ever need any.
1: Yeah, it's got to be something that's completely foreign to you guys. <laughs> well, it was.
0: I was ready for like, after the first day, I was like, all right, it's time for it to go. Like, I can't take this no more. And then... On top of that, I'm one of the type of people that my work is never done. Like, as far as like, I can go to the driving range and I can have a really good session. I can go to the golf course and play 18 holes after my session and still, like, everything be good. I can come home and then hit on my net or hit 50 and 70 yard chip shots in the backyard and then. Once I go inside, it's like, okay, I start winding down for the day. Then I want to get up at late at night, and I'll go back outside, and I'll work on, like, mechanic stuff in the dark. Like, with the light, I couldn't even do that. And that whole, I think that was the worst part for me, too. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, me not being able to go outside and just hit, and then like, during the day, and snow being all on the ground, I was like, all right, something has to give. So I had to go dig a hole in the ice on top of the swimming pool so I could at least get some type of putting practice in.
1: so listen so what what happened i don't want to make light of it obviously but but to relate it to you know this podcast what were the conditions of the courses down there what happened with them i mean are are they open yet are the driving ranges open
0: okay so that happened like almost two weeks ago like the snow did and the golf course like i my first like practice back since the snow was thursday
1: like oh wow! My, my my first
0: like like session back with my coach was on yeah. Thursday because the course had been closed. Um I did get onto one golf course right before which is Meadow Meadowbrook which is in Kilgore, Texas and they had like some holes you could play normal but like they had one hole that was uh, like on the putting green on the uh, like out there on the driving range and they just closed the driving range so where you could go to it like as an alternate hole like they had to make shift things around some of the holes were 30 to 50 yards shorter because they were having to move tee boxes around because everything was flooded I mean it was it was it was bad I know that the golf courses are having still having a hard time recovering from this like even after this because Not only does the snow do, like, does damage with the temperature as well, like, busting pipes and the irrigation and stuff like that, but once it melts, then where's all that water go?
1: Yeah, and that's one of the big problems that you guys had down there, right, where all those busted pipes, because of the freezing temperatures, and and the houses and and buildings, you know, aren't insulated like they are up north, because we're we're expected to have that, right, we're expected to have that weather, you guys aren't.
0: Man, it's... It's it's crazy. It's crazy, though, because, like, even with all that damage and, like, everything, and, like, even, like, some people did prepare. Some people did, like, have stuff to prepare. Like, there still wasn't enough. There wasn't enough for people to, prepare. like, actually have enough to, like, sustain for, for, like, people were having to go get like, make trips for gas, like, not like gas, like, everybody was going to the gas station, like, no, one person was having to come around the neighborhood and fill up all the gas cans and stuff like that because other people couldn't do nothing, like, they were helpless, like, they were either snowed in, their vehicle wasn't, like, adapt for this type of weather, like, it was crazy. (laughs) I'm glad it's over with. I'm ready, I'm glad it's over with.
1: Yeah, and you guys, what's the, what's the temperature out today there?
0: it's, what, 10 o'clock, and it's probably about
1: 62. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you, can, you can stop right there and making me jealous. Um, 62, so,
0: no wind blowing, no cloud in sight.
1: I uh, like that. Um So, listen, you mentioned before, and I want to touch on this a, a, a bunch, because I know this has kind of been a little bit of a revelation for you in your game. Now, you're a guy that is kind of like me, completely – self-taught self-made in the game but you just before mentioned your coach and I know it's a guy that you've been working with for a little while now um you have already played your first mini tour event you know so for people out there that thinks you know like oh hey this is he's a rapper and he likes golf yeah. that's very true but understand that he's a rapper but it's also a very accomplished golfer kind of you know making his way up which I mean you know honestly I don't I really don't think and I'm not kind of, you know, trying to gas you up at all, but but I really don't think there's anyone else out there. There's a bunch of musicians and artists that love the game, but I don't think there are any other musicians or artists that are looking at the game as kind of a path forward to, you know, towards becoming a pro. So so give me a little bit of the rundown of how you met your coach, and, and more importantly, what changed your mind from being somebody that was completely self-taught, self-made, a very good player in his own right? What changed your mind to, you know what, I can trust a coach, I need a coach to get to my next level?
0: All right, so after coming back from playing in my, like my first mini-tour event down in Houston, I, had, um, I was on my way back home, and on my Instagram, I had got a message. And so I checked it out, and it was from this man. His name was Stetson McMillan. That is my coach. And I'm going to refer to him as a man. I'm going to refer to him as a brother. I'm going to refer to him as a friend, whatever you want to name it. He is that. And I'll get to that here soon. But he messaged me. He said, hey, I'd like to, for you to come out to Holly Tree Country Club, which is like one of the most prestigious like, private country clubs around my area. And he was like, I'd like for you to come out, at least come play around with me, have a lesson with me. If you don't learn anything, I mean, if you don't take anything away from it, you at least got a free lesson. That's then that's how he posted it, and that's how he left it. So I said, okay. And so I played on this tournament on Saturday, and I was like, well, let me know whenever you want me to come out. And he was like, can you be at the range at 10 o'clock in the morning? I'm like, dude, you don't even know who the hell you're talking to. Like, I will be there. <laughs> so I showed up. Um uh, man, we went out on the range. I introduced myself. We went out there, started working on some things. And he he told me, he was like, man, your swing and everything is great. He was like, we just need to shorten it. And you need to stand a little bit farther away from the ball and everything else will fall into in position as time goes. And I was like, yes, sir. Me being how I am, like, I'm one of the type of people, like, I, when I research and I dig into something, I want to know, I mean, all the way down to the smallest detail of why something works and what its role of doing this, and that's how I take golf. So, a mechanic, someone tells me, okay, you have too much forearm rotation. Well, then, that's what I'm about to start working on. I'm about to start figuring out how do I need to properly use these type of things, vice versa, like, all that type of stuff in my swing. So... We are st- out there working, and man, I'll tell y'all this much because I don't, I I've probably told this story maybe like to four or five people, but man, I was out there on this driving range. And this driving range is in the middle of the golf course, like where the private box is, where you do private lessons at. And when you're, if you're looking downrange and you look to your right, you can see the highway and you can see the cars going across it. That highway is like the most traveled highway in our area and like inside the city anyways. And man, growing up as a kid, like you can always I can remember just driving past this golf course and just looking out there and be like, Down man, I really hope one day I can make it out there and play on that course. Or man, well you know what, one day I am gonna play out there on that course. Like just as a kid. And Man, I was out there on that golf course and I was hitting golf balls and something told me, like, after I hit a ball, I, something told me, stop. And I, like, kind of just froze for a second. Like, I didn't even know what I was doing. And then something, something, like, I'm not even kidding, like a voice, something just said, look up. And I looked up and I looked out there on them car- and I started seeing all them cars go across the highway and I just started crying. Like, I did. I just started crying. This is a true story. And I would drop, I would drop my coach's info in this interview so y'all can ask him myself, ask all yourself. Like, man, I did. I started crying. And he looked at me like, bro, you all right? And I'm like, you don't understand. Like, my talents and my hard work and everything. Was like, man, I used to watch people play out here on this golf course. Now, people in their cars seeing me out here playing on this golf course. Like, it's just a different type of feeling. He was like, man, then it's not gonna stop here at this golf course. We got plenty of other golf courses. We gotta go make your face known it. <laughs> so, it's, it's man, just having a coach, having somebody to understand you, understand how you operate, understand your work ethic for one, and knowing that I'm not settling for being okay. I'm not settling for being good. I'm not settling for settling for being great. I'm selling for being the best. Like that that's the only option. If I can't be the best, then we gotta figure out what I gotta do to be the best. And I know everybody wants to be that way and everybody wants to think that way. But are you willing to put the efforts and time? Like you can ask anybody in my family, you can ask my friends. I will sometimes tell them, Hey y'all, uh, I'll be right back. I'm about to go outside and go grab something. And then they it'll be thirty, forty-five minutes later and they're wondering where I'm at. And then they walk around the back side of like my barn and then oh, I'm out here hitting golf balls at two or three o'clock in the morning. I just got a light shining just enough. I can see the golf ball. So that type of stuff is serious to me and having somebody to understand that and golf, the, I guess the second major part to all of this and just bringing everything together between my coach and going into, into like a partnership because that's what it is. Like, You can't just be one-sided in this. It has to be a partnership of both people bringing 100% together. And it's – I like immediate change. And in this game, there's no way that you can have – you can have immediate change, but it's only going to last for a day. Like, if we're being realistic. Like, you might can make one change and then boom, okay, this is working. And then when you go back and you think about it and then you wake up the next day and you go out there and do it and then you can't, you're like, okay. That didn't work, and I like immediate change, and I know that I can't achieve it, so I work ex- extra hard to accelerate the pace. And my coach, he will see that he he is one of the very first people in my whole lifetime of playing golf to see that and know that like I want immediate change, I want fast change, but I want it the correct way that it's going to last, where I can repeat it every single time, and. Like, he'll text me sometimes. And he, like, I'm not kidding you. When we were snowed in, he texted me. He said, hey, I want you to go watch um, Tiger Slam, like the documentary. I said, okay. He said, watch the first 10 minutes of it. And I was like, okay. I was like, what am I supposed to be looking for? And he said, Butch Harmon is going to talk about, like, his swing change that Tiger made between 98 and 99. I said, okay, so I went, and I watched it and texted him back, and I was like, dang, I didn't even know that Tiger Woods, like, I'm a Tiger Woods fan, like, to the core, and I was like, man, I I I was so oblivious to the fact that he only won one time in 1998, and then in 1999 is when he just hit the gas, like, (laughs) with the knots, and so I messaged him that, and he was like, exactly, he was like, that's how long it takes to change, that's how long it takes to change, and he was like, but you don't need to worry because you were way ahead of schedule and just someone putting it in that sense of, okay, it's the greatest player to ever do this. It takes this long, but you were doing the exact same thing, but you're, you're on a fast pace. Like, okay, that's, that's, that's what we're looking for and that's what we're working for. And just having that has made this process just a thousand times better and easier and, I know that at the end of the day, if I go to a golf course and I shoot six over or four under, it does not matter. Like, he knows, he knows like my potential. He knows my game and he knows how to work with me and connect with me to the sense of where I can connect with him and trust him in guiding my talents and my potential and shaping me into being the best.
1: So let's let's unpack some of those things there. That moment when you're standing on that driving range, there, you know, sitting, you know, at the actual course that you used to drive past and see people on thinking you you'd never get on that. That that kind of seems like the physical embodiment of a kid's dream come true, right?
0: Man, it is. It was like I'm telling you, I used to drive past this place every like. Down there every day as a kid, and I just like you don't at the time though you're not really thinking about it like that. You're seeing those people out there driving the carts like as a kid. Like we're just being honest. Like as a kid, you're not thinking about dang. I can't wait the one day I'm out there playing. No, you're you're seeing these people out there and you know what it is and it's like man, I want to be out there just like them and just. Going back, I'm I'm not kidding you, dude. I cried. I cried like hard. Like real hard tears. Like I'm I'm not I'm not too good to say it only whatever. I'm telling you, I did. I cried hard tears because I worked hard. I worked extra hard and just somebody finally realizing that no, I'm not just no rapper. Like no, I really do and I really can't play golf <laughs> on a high level. It's just so that breath of fresh air, I guess you could say.
1: Yeah, and I and I guess that that kind of relates to having that coach, right? Not only is it an extra set of eyes, but it's also somebody that can, you know, lead you to the direction you want to go. Because golf is one of those weird games, right? Like I've I've tried quote unquote fixing my swing on my own, and I'll get this this feeling. And I'll be like, oh my god, Like that's it. I've hit it, right? And this must look completely different. And then I look on video, and I'm doing the same freaking thing that I was doing before, but it feels a million times different. Right, and that's what's so crazy about golf Golf is the fact that- Like, my coach was
0: telling me, he was like, man- I'm not really, if you think about it, coaches are not really coaches. He said they're just there to give you opinions. Like, I'm getting paid to give you my opinion of what I think you should need to change on your swing. And, and like, when I think about that, I, I, I instantly jump back. Like, I'm one of the type of people, like, I don't like that type of energy. So, like, I I instantly jump back at them. I was like, no. You are a coach, so you do know what you're talking about. And it's the same thing as you being, like, a plumber or whatever. You are getting paid for your knowledge, not your, uh, not your opinion. Like, there's a difference. And so, like, we kind of got that understood. And then after that, it's like, you know, that is how it is. Like, that literally is how it is. Like, the feeling. Golf is about feel. Like, the biggest thing, I kept telling them, man, something in my hands Something in my hands does not feel right. And no matter what we do, shortening my backswing, helping me get through on the left side, shallowing the club more, like, it does not matter. Something in my hands does not feel right. And once I found, like, the right pressure in my hands that helps me keep everything connected, then progress started taking off like at a super fast rate and anybody can go watch this you can go watch on tiger slam like whenever he said like it was just one day somebody called and like whenever Tiger he was like i hit one golf ball and he called butch homer and he was like i got it and like i'm not even kidding like once i got that grip pressure down i called him i was like i know this might sound weird and i know i just saw you like yesterday but dude like I don't know what what has happened or changed but like I I've been telling you it's like something in my hands something in my hands and I figured it out and I fixed it and since then we've just been rolling like we just been moving and working.
1: Okay, so so for you was that that aha moment? Yes. I mean, Cuz yes. I I remember I yes. remember texting I remember texting you right and you were like dude it's it's this grip pressure like I feel this grip now and my swing has changed completely. And so in my mind, I'm going, okay, like I get that. And I'm watching this man's swing on video. And to me, it doesn't look so different, but to you, it probably felt like you were in a different body swinging the club.
0: Okay. So I don't know if I, I, because I can only speak for myself, but like, I couldn't, I, I guess the term that I can use for myself is I'm a visual player. And when that, when I'm looking at the ball, and that clubhead goes back. That clubhead has to look perfect. Like when I say perfect, like you've hit a thousand balls and you know what that clubhead is supposed to look like. Whenever you hit one, absolutely perfect. And so I can see it in my peripheral and I just like that's what I'm looking for. And with that grip pressure, it helped me be able to see that. So now that I know how to get that club face in that same position every single time when I take it back, now I can work on, okay, I know that my club is going to be there. Now I don't have to focus on that. Now I can focus on shortening. And then once I get my shortening down, then I can focus on making sure I'm getting rotation because my length and my, my hands will already be natural.
1: Yeah, I mean, and that makes perfect sense. And, you know, kind of, that's what you always want in golf. You want it You want it to be natural. You don't want it to be mechanical because you're not a robot out there, right? There's so many different things that change every day. Course conditions, wind, elevation, et cetera, et cetera. So you can't be a robot. You know, you want it to feel natural. We I gotta, are, like, go, it, go
0: it's like, it's like an objective and, like, a base for us. We are literally just working on one swing and letting the – letting, like, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't even know how to, like, properly explain it, but, like, all right, if we're g- not taking the club farther away on the outside, if we're going to try to hit a cut or closer in, if we're going to try to hit a draw, like, not that type of sense. We're going to swing the same. We're just going to let how our impact position, like, if we are more – if we are wanting to hitting it straight, like, more straighter, we're going to be more open. If we're going to – trying to hit a draw, we're going to be closed. We're going to be really, really open if we're trying to hit a cut. Like, that sense where we're not wor- not so worried about alignment because we practice alignment so much that you're not thinking about it. It's going to be all about hips. It's all about making the simple process, like a simple mind process as far as lining up pre-shot, well, pre-shot routine, then hitting the ball and in- everything in between. It's all about making everything simple and the simpler you can make it, the more you can think about the type of shot you are hitting and focus more on the target, and that's what a lot of people mess up at. They steadily are thinking about, dang, what do I need to be doing in my swing? Where where do my hands need to be? I need to take the club away like this on this swing. like." And that's what messes you up, and that's what kills you more than just naturally swinging and trying to fix your natural swing instead of yeah, placing the club.
1: that's that. Paralysis by over analysis in the yes. game, which kills people. So let yes. me ask you this then. You you know, I've played some amateur tournaments, I've played some decent level amateur tournaments, but never a mini tour event or anything like that. And and not for a second do I think that I'd ever be anywhere close enough to get to that level. Now, you know, you have. You finished seventh in your first tournament, a fantastic showing what were what were the nerves like what was the mindset like going into it because dude you're you're a confident guy right most rappers are confident guys i mean you've got to be to get up on stage and you know spit whatever lyrics that 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 you've put down to paper so what was your mindset do you take that same mindset into a golf tournament okay so all right my problem in golf
0: is i'm used to playing football and basketball and i like and like, and on top of that, like I'm super highly energetic, and that's <laughs> definitely not, not what you need on a golf course. So, I don't have nerves. Like, I know, I know it's weird for people, and it's hard for people to understand that. Like, I don't. I when I get up to a tee box, whether it's a thousand people watching or one person, I'm playing with my grandpa. Like, it's all the same to me because I'm so focused, and I'm like literally in a daze that i don't i can't see anything i can't feel anything i can't hear anything i'm just in i'm there in that moment trying to do the best that i possibly can and beat this course and so (laughs) i was like third to tee off like on the first tee box and so the first guy he hit one he went left and in the water and while we're playing at tour 18 in houston and dude, like the wind was blowing like 25, 30 miles an hour. Like, not even kidding. And so he he went left, went in the water. The next guy, he like, he hit one. He was after he saw the guy go in the water on the first one, he was like, man, he was like, I'm not even, I'm not even attempting that. So he hit like a three wood into like like a little layup area, which is smart. I'm not, I'm not discrediting that, but <laughs> I was like, man, I had my friends with me and stuff. Like they were out there watching too. I was like, man, I'm still going for it. I'm still swinging driver. I don't care. Like I don't care. Like I'm here now. Like this is it's go time. And so I did. I hit one. I mean, nailed it straight down the middle on the first first hole. And I was like, yep, that's good. And like it's, I don't I don't worry about them type of things like i'm gonna beat myself <laughs> like that's just how it is like we all beat ourselves on the golf course like we're going to hit a bad shot or we're going to beat a bad chip it's how you recover from it and so like being in them being in on type of situations like i don't ever worry about pressure or anything like that i really don't it's
1: probably a mindset that most people should should really adapt like you're i, I love that you're in that moment like i came here to hit driver it's irrelevant what these other dudes did, you know, because they're not me. So I came here for that purpose and I'm going to do that damn thing. Yeah.
0: Like, and that, that's how I, I literally tackled it. Like, I'm not, I'm not here to just follow the, like, follow everybody else's lead. Like, no, I'm here to get the T box, not lose the T box and win this tournament. Like, that's just how I think. And, that's where, like, on my on my Instagram, I've had plenty of – like, where I've used the hashtag game dog mentality because, like – and I've talked about it on here before, too. Like, that's just how I look at it. Like, it's you and me in this box, and in the case, it's me in the golf course. Like, one of us has to walk out of this box. You're either going to beat me or I'm going to beat you. If I'm even or under, I beat the golf course. Anything above that, it beat me, and that's just how I look at it. And so – <laughs> that I mean, that's literally how I tackle it, and I'm not worried about fear. I'm not worried about, and that's what people. That's where people get so messed up. In. I could care less if the next person over here is just stacking them in there one after another after another. I still have to hit my golf ball.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean the other the <laughs> other person the other person's not playing your game, you know. So yeah, I mean, like, you gotta. That, I that's, still that's have to hit my too. golf
0: ball. I hit. I still have to hit my golf ball, and like. Yes, I can hit our golf ball really, 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 really far. People get caught up by that, and they're like, dude, you just crushed it. I'm like, see, why are you worried about how far I just hit it? Like, Don't even – you're already beat. You're worried about something else. You're already worried about something else. And then when you hit a bad shot in a minute, you're going to be like, damn, I can't believe I thinned it. I
1: don't know why. I chip if you weren't focused. Yeah, that's that Jack Nicklaus, Tiger Woods mentality where – They know that they've beaten half the field already because half the field is already focused on what they are doing. And if you're focused on what your playing competitors are doing or the rest of the field is doing, you're not worried about your own game and you've already been beaten.
0: Yep. And I just, that's just how I look at things. Like that's how I tackle this. But what I really want to, like, really want to explain is the bond and the relationship that it, it, That it takes and that it requires for you to have a successful coach player relationship because not only am I one of the type of people, just like everybody has been through something in their life, so like I don't trust people very much. And so, for one, somebody trusting somebody to coach my mind and my body. And me not being sure because, for one, I've never had a coach, so I don't know what to expect. I don't know what to, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what is good information, what is bad information, what is going to really help my swing, and what I'm learning that is actually hurting my swing instead of helping. And having someone to – that's what I really want to say to people. Like, don't be so caught up in – looking at these YouTube videos and don't be so caught up in like these coaches on Instagram and everything else like that because yes, I watched I watched and I self taught myself like through them type of like to through through like YouTube and all those coaches and like here like here and there are little tips and pointers from people and that's all great and fun and dandy. But what people don't tell you about those videos is that they are actually like That video is for the masses. It's not for you specifically. So what someone is teaching you in a video could be hurting you more than it could be helping you. So I do and I will encourage everybody from now on. Yes, it is more beneficial to go get a trusted coach, a well reputable coach. Because it will make a difference, uh, a huge difference.
1: Well, look, you see that when you go to your local driving range, I mean, I see it here all the time. It drives me insane. there's There's a dude there that, you know might shoot a hundred. and and again, and here here's an asterisk. You don't need to be a great golfer to be a great coach. You don't need to be great at any sport in order to be a great coach, but you have to have an understanding of the basics of the sport, but more importantly, and especially with golf, and I think you'll attest to this, you need somebody that understands the psychology of the sport and your psychology as well because exactly. a, swing, a, right, a swing coach is not just somebody that's going to get you there physically. That's easy to do. It's someone that's going to get you to believe in yourself and believe in the process and believe in the time that it takes to make that change. That... Is the difficult part like
0: like my coach? All right, so he has coached another kid. His name is Jake Smizler. He is currently on the Stephen F. Austin State University golf team, and he is he was like won the state championship at like the local high school here and stuff like that. Really good golfer, really good person, and he he like gave me his phone number. And he has been coaching this dude since he was playing in high school, and he was like. This is what I'm going to do with your swing. This is where I'm going to take you with it. This is the progress you're going to see. You're going to see progress at 30 days. You're going to see noticeable difference at 60 days. You're going to see a noticeable difference at 90 days. And this is how everything's going to work. Here is this person's number that you can get That you can get in contact with who has been one of my students to let you know that what I'm teaching you is not like no crap. This is serious. This is how we do things. This is how we work. And, like, having that in your mind and that confidence, it helps you buy into the process. And you can't (laughs) – I mean, you just can't – you can't implement stuff that you're not 100% committed to.
1: Yeah, you've got to believe in it uh, 100%. Um, So, listen, I know you've been hard at work at the golf game, obviously. Anyone that follows you on Instagram or social media or TikTok, you know, has seen you grinding. (laughs) um but but where where does it where does that leave the music aspect of your career right now out of curiosity
0: all right so i have probably i wouldn't say 20 i think i I think when i counted i had like 15 or 16 beats that i have paid for and i have a tournament next weekend march 13th and so i'll be playing in it but well I'm, i'm sorry Not the not the thirteenth, the twenty seventh. The twenty-seventh of March I'll be playing in Fort Worth. And up I'm I'm really kinda focused in on that because I'm coming up on like the close to like my thirty day mark with my coach. And so I've been really trying to focus and give him one hundred and ten percent because this man has been giving me one hundred and ten percent. So that's where I've really been at with the music part, but everybody knows that I still am the best rap golfer in Texas. I am the freestyle king. Everybody knows that. Once, once I, once I get through with this last turn, this next tournament, it's gonna to get back to cooking. We're gonna turn the hob up a little bit.
1: I like that. Now you've been, uh, you've been busy on, obviously, always busy on different forms of of social media. But let's let's talk about tiktok a little bit because you know that's something that that i've gotten into uh, a tad over the last month or so but you've been at it a little bit longer um you had a little situation occur with tiktok uh you know which, which you and i went you know we talked about that went back and forth a little bit it's kind of hilarious let let the people know what what happened to you recently
0: all right so for everybody who d- doesn't know, you can go check me out on any platform, like from YouTube, Spotify and all that to Instagram, TikTok at TigerHeads903. And every day I go live on Insta- I mean, on TikTok daily and I do what we call grow parties and then tell people grow their accounts to Like it's a way for you to go on there and make friends and make supporters. And if you have small business, Or you just wanting to grow a personal account. Or you want to be a model. Or you want to be a singer. It does not matter. You just appear in this chat. Sometimes we have 20 people in there. Sometimes, like, the other night I had 80 people in there. The night before I had, like, 106 people in there. And you've been to a couple of them. You know, like, it's the real deal. Like, all I am basically is just I play my music or any type of music. And people come together. We have a good time laugh joke make friends but if you're on any type of negative stuff bullying any of that type of stuff like that you're not welcome in in any chat really on tiktok now because it's so like strict and everything but yeah i I had to get rid of two or three people and they did not like it so they paid they paid people to make fake accounts and come in there and report my account and every time i go live like i'd be on there one time I got banned. I got banned, and it was supposed to be a seven-day ban. And I won my appeal, which means, like, I did not do anything wrong. Someone just falsely reported my account. And, like, I kid you not, I went nine hours later is when I got my account back. <laughs> I went on. I was on there for 13 minutes, and somebody else said, i re-report my thing. My live got banned again, like, in 13 minutes. Dude, I was so mad. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you kidding me, bro? I was, dude, I was mad, but it's just a part of it. And now I'm at like with twenty thousand followers on there now, almost twenty one thousand. And people like, yeah, I haven't had no problems like that in like three or four weeks now. I think it's pretty much done over it. They've had their little fun. They done moved on. I mean,
1: that's it. Yeah, it's a very, it's a great following. Obviously, I mean, you know, you're a very entertaining guy on the course off the course um i I'd, I'd be remiss if i didn't plug my last video we're up to 83,000 views and if you're listening to the podcast and i know you are go to tiktok and let's get this thing to 100,000 that's my goal I, it's not a real goal i could care less honestly i truly don't care about social media but that's that's what i'm going to do today this saturday my goal that i set for myself is to hit 100,000
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey man it's it's not hard and I encourage everybody, like, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. How I even got started on TikTok was, like, I thought it was stupid. I thought it was pointless. And I don't even go on there and, like, really watch any of the content. I go on there for going live. And once I gained a 1,000 followers, like, that's what I strictly use it for. So I was listening to, like, a, a really, really well-known music A&R and, like, a couple of people from music labels on, like, this uh in this meeting like on this interview and they were all talking about how like last year there was 27 songs 27 songs that went platinum and they were that were discovered on TikTok and like that's 27 songs that went platinum like that's not including all the other like small hits and everything else like millions of songs that were discovered last year on it and so like me being an artist like is either catch up with the curve or get left behind.
1: And yeah, that's that's those the, that those numbers are insane. I mean, uh, that's an, that's an insane number. And it's funny that you mention it because I got on the same exact way. I mean, you know, my my boys have it. They follow you. They jump in the, the <laughs> once in a while, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I do it every day. Your son is in there. Mm-hmm. You see him. So yep. he's, he's hard at work grinding too. He's just like you. He's a grinder. Um, and I I said I was like you know. I bet you I can get more views on a video than you. And he's like, eh, whatever. I was like, well, show me how to use the stupid thing. You know what I mean? Um, and it's 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 insane. Because- and just
0: like for your podcast, like, I mean, I've helped you grow your account some on, like, with Leave the Pen. like, man. Right. Like, it is, it's so important because then you go on there and then you, like, post something and boom, it's so easy to get thrown on the FIP if you're not, like, the For You page if you know what you're doing. And so... Like that is serious promotion, like that's free promotion like you could put your your business card on there with the viral sound, and if so many people like it and then you, you got twenty five thousand likes now people are like, dude where the heck who owns this business? I'm gonna have to go check it out. There's been people who went on there and posted stories like during the pandemic how like their dad was finna lose like a taco stand truck, and this is a real story here in Texas. somebody was yeah t-
1: I heard this one. I saw this one.
0: And they posted it on TikTok, and then guess what? Now he, this dude, has like more than enough. (laughs) Like I'm sure he could probably buy two or three taco trucks now.
1: Yeah, this age of social media is crazy. You know, like you know, pull 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 the curtain back, right? On a normal Instagram story, I get between like 800 and 1100 views, which I think is great. It's a great way to promote the podcast. But most people that follow the Leave the Pin Instagram account. Our listeners already of the podcast, so I'm only preaching to my audience. I can go on TikTok and get eighty to ninety times those views. In and not even tr- and think about think about
0: it like this too. Not even that. You can go on there and go get eighty or ninety new people in right. my chat. In my chat alone, and that you can make a connection with, and already say, "Hey guys, like I got this podcast." all right, y'all come check it out, and then boom, now you already have new listeners, so every day you can have new listeners, that's what, that's how it is with me for my music, like, every day that I play golf cart or golf course, people are like, whoa, what is that, I ain't never heard that before, and then boom, okay, dang, I just got two or three new listeners, that is two or three new people that if they really like it, they're gonna go tell their friends about it, and so now it's spreading, It's spreading. It's spreading.
1: It's getting new eyes that weren't open to your product on your product. I mean, I've had—I can't even tell you how many DMs I've had of people that are like, "Oh, you have a podcast?" And I'm like, "Dude, the name of the page is Leave the Pin Podcast." And they're like, "Oh, I just like your videos." And then you pick (laughs) up—you pick up listeners that way. And and you know how it is—it's word of mouth. This person follows. It's like, oh. That person's following so on and so forth. Oh, he follows Tiger Hoods. Oh, Tiger Hoods follows Leave the Pin. Oh, let me check that out. And, you know, yep. it's just helping people grow, which is, which is awesome. Um, uh, listen, uh, tell me, you, you mentioned briefly, I, I, I want to touch on it, this tournament coming up. Uh, where is it? Uh, what, what type of course, you know, is it at? Um, be, it's going to be at Champion Circle
0: in Fort Worth, Texas. It's going to be with the Legacy Golf Tour. Um, which is, like, a new, my like mini tour here in Texas. And, man, it's going to be it's gonna be fun. I used to play it a lot when I lived in Fort Worth. And so I, I'm pretty familiar with it. That's why I'm really kind of, like, targeting this one because I know what I'm going to have to do to prepare for it. And so that's just how, I mean, it's not really, like, I'm just one of the type of people, like, I just got to go out there and get the job done. Like I'm either going to beat myself and make some goof goof shots or whatever, like we all do, or I'm going to put it together. And that's everybody, every time you go out, that's all you can do, is go out there and try to piece it together.
1: Now, are you somebody that's going to set a – goal score in your head before you go out to play or are you just someone that hey this is what i've got today this is what my swing is and i'm just trying every day to go out and shoot the lowest i possibly can
0: Mm -mm. i I keep it simpler than that it's i got a goal every hole and that's that par number and it's what am i going to do to get get it there or get it in the hole shorter than that i don't think about that because at the end of the day, after you get them, each one of them goals on each hole. At the end, you're gonna have you're gonna have a score to add up, and you'll see how you did or not.
1: I want to uh, before we get out of here. I want to ask some kind of rapid fire questions to. All right. Let let the people that are new to the podcast and are new to you and people that are going to be you know downloading your music now and checking you out and following you uh, on, on your quest to playing on tour. Um. <laughs> You know, let's let's get some things out of the way and get people to know you a little bit better. Um, okay. So, tell me what the greatest golf shot you've ever hit has been.
0: The greatest golf shot I yes, have ever, I have ever hit was, oh, let's see. All right, there's a course that's probably like 15 minutes from my house, and it has like it's a 540 yard, like almost 90 degree. Par five, dog leg right. All right. I hit the ball and, dude, like, the end of this freaking, like, dog leg to, like, bend back. to the, It's a full driver shot, like, I mean, it is. Like, to get to the end of it, to actually have a shot into the green. That's why it's so hard. It's, like, probably, like, the second, third hardest hole on the course. And I I just didn't hit it good for some reason. I was a little short of that dog leg and I had one little one little hole, like, through a tree that if I could make it through there and the ball could rise up fast enough, that I could do it. And I was like, man, I'm going to try this. Like, I just want to try it. Like, I might can pull it off. I might not can. And <laughs> I grabbed my three iron, and I was like, I'm going to hit a stinger. I'm going to try to hit it through these trees and let it rise up over them. And I did. and I hit it, it just, I mean, it hit one leaf. When I say it hit one leaf, it hit one leaf on the tree as it was rising up to go over it. And it just found itself about, like, 40 yards in front of the green. Like, just short. And I know that that's not, like, a hole-in-one shot. I've never made a hole-in-one or it's not, like, some spectacular shot where I hit it into one foot. But me having to thread it through that needle over the tree... like it it was crazy and i actually have that shot on video too
1: oh that's pretty yeah most people don't have their greatest shot (laughs) that's that's pretty cool um how how about
0: i I record i record like my shots and like i but what a lot of people don't know is that i do i record damn near every shot when i play on the golf course i don't i don't like showing my short game like i'm very i'm a very very like private and secretive person like it's not my job to show you, show you film to give you time to prepare. You know, it's you need to be preparing for what I'm bringing to the table. Like either you're going to be prepared or you're not. Like, and that's just how I look at it. Like it's not my job to lace you up and let you know what I'm capable of or what I'm, what I'm coming to do.
1: What are your uh, What are your top, let's say three or four musical influences?
0: My top three or four musical influences. Oh, let's see. Um, I am a I am from like I do. I have a Houston soul. Like it's just bad. It's it's so bad. And DJ Screw. Like this chopped and screwed music. Like as a kid and my family. Like all that stuff is really really like dominant in my family. And on top of that, like some of the people who were really, really famous from that type of stuff, like, actually was, like, family, friends, and stuff like that. Like, the person from the song, Wanna Be a Baller," the person, youngster, that person actually used to live with, like, my dad and my mom and me, like, when I was a kid. He was homeless, and he did. He lived with us. So, like, I've met a lot of, like, famous, like, rappers and stuff like that as a kid. And so that's one, two... Um I like Kevin Gates. I like the way he like keeps everything real and one thing that I think he like he the biggest influence on me from him is that whether he's on a microphone or not his voice is exactly the same and that's how like that's how I like my stuff like my voice is going to be the exact same whether I'm doing it with a microphone or without like I don't want to fix it at all. That's why, like, even though Go For A Slide is, like, one of my best songs ever, and, it, like, I'm actually singing on there, and I let the producer, like, play with my voice a little bit, I did not like that song. I hated that song, and I, you can ask anybody who's in my, in my camp. I hated that song. I hated it, and he accidentally sent that to his cousin, and when he sent it, I mean, to his nephew, and his nephew had a song called Slide With Me and mine was called go for a slide and when he was sending it he like was just doing it fast and he didn't like recognize i mean realize that he had selected my song instead of his and he sent it to him and when he sent it to him he called him back and he was like hey um like this ain't my song but dude whose whose song is this bro this this thing jamming this song this song is hard (laughs) and He called me and he was like, look, I gotta tell you because I mean, it is your song and like, you own it. So he was like, I just didn't send my song to your nephew. Like, I mean, to to my nephew and dude, like, they want to know when you're dropping this thing. And then I got like, the next day I woke up a couple people around the city, like, they were like, bro, when you gonna drop this song? And I'm like, bro, how y'all know about this thing? And then I was like, I showed up for practice and I seen the car girl. Who i always like mess with every day and i was just like hey like no jokes like no jokes today like all serious." It's like listen to this song and tell me what you think about it and she liked it and i was like well looks like i'm dropping it <laughs> i got i got a, i had more i had a whole bunch of male perspectives and i got that song is for the female for the female listeners and so Whenever I got the okay from a female, fin- I'm like, all right, that's it. Like, I've already had enough people tell me, why am I not dropping it? Like, that's all I needed. And so, that's just how it goes. Um, third, Looky, Kiki, just because of his freestyling skills. Like, if you're a freestyler and you're from Texas, or you're from Texas in general, you know who he is, Southside, all that. Um, that's just... He's one of the best to ever do it, him and Fat Pat. And I pay homage to them type of people because a lot of people when they when they hear something like freestyle, you think of like your drunk cousin at the <laughs> at the party or something like that. And it's that that within itself and that pre-assumption of what that well that that's what that's gonna be, it's kinda of like disrespectful to me. And that's why I take it so seriously and that's why I am so good at it, at freestyling. Because most people, they just think like, oh, you're making up some words. Yeah, I am making up some words. But if you listen about it, I'm talking about golf. You don't never know what what I can like, like. To be honest with you, what I'm doing right now is I got my headphones in. I got my 58 degree in my hand. And I'm hitting golf balls while I'm doing this interview. And, like, I'm thinking of, I, like, right now, if you gave me a beat, I could just bust it out because I'm in my element. And I got a glove on my hand. I got a 60 in my hand. I got the, like, I could just go. I could just start making stuff. And when you piece stuff together like that, and you're actually like, it's just like Mike Tyson, like his voice. If people can get past his voice, he really is talking good knowledge. If you can get past this sound or the pre oh, that it's rap or whatever like that, and hear that I'm actually rapping about golf, and i never said a cuss word, and I'm still freestyling. <laughs> show me somebody who can do it better.
1: Yeah, that's true, and I love that. Always, always grinding. All right, listen. Last, last question. Someone's coming down to Texas. Someone's never been there before. Now I've played down there, and I understand how difficult playing in the wind can be. As <laughs> someone that, you hear is, the wind blowing right now. I, I do, and I hear the birds chirping too. It's making me jealous. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> so, as someone that's born and bred Texas, give give somebody that's that's coming down there some tips on how to play in that wind that it's notorious for?
0: Well, it's either you, you got two options. You're either going to play what I call suicide golf, and it's either you going to hit the shots and accept the, accept the uh, consequences later, or play. you don't have to play conservative. But to be honest with you, it depends on where you're really playing at in Texas because like if you go west texas it's mesquite brushes like flat land like the wind blows like crazy if you're in east texas or south like southeast texas the really on the east side of east southeast side of texas like there's pine trees and like real thick hardwood forest and stuff like that so like the wind might be blowing really really crazy but the trees kind of keep it protected so it's really more about where you're playing at Than the conditions itself but if i was gonna have any if i was gonna have any advice for something like loosen up on the range and get ready (laughs) because it's gonna i'm telling you man when the wind gets blowing here and them trees and you can't really judge it and then you hit that golf ball and it just starts going the complete opposite direction now you're in for a day now you're about to see what you really what you really got in your bag
1: all right, so at the end of every episode, obviously, you know, I'm going to tell you to to tell the podcast patrons out there, promote yourself, where can they find you, where can they follow you, how can they get in touch with you.
0: Okay. Anybody can um anybody can link up with me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music. You can find me on any of those platforms at Tigerhoods903. Um also I also want to say this, I have been having like a lot of people like starting to reach out to me about like doing like, and like, I mean, like you guys, like I have done like your, your intro to the podcast, I've done like jingles and stuff for like take pride golf, which is a golf club company and stuff like that, those different type of things. So as I'm growing, I do want to say that like, guys, don't be, don't, don't be scared. To, like venture out and like think with me because I promise you like I just came back from Houston like two days ago, three days ago just doing like a photo shoot. Some of y'all might know one like the Instagram model. Uh Jamie Lamb, she's pretty big in the golf world. Um uh a Texas like a realtor from down in uh Houston. Man, just crazy stuff like that. So if anybody wants to collab doing them type of stuff like that, I'm more than open and willing to because It's not about like, oh, I'm trying to get into stuff like that. And, like, no, I like seeing other people promote. And even if I only have 2,800 followers and 20,000 on TikTok or whatever the case might be, like, them are new people and them are new faces that can help you grow. And I like seeing people just reach their max potential. I'm a big supporter of anybody. Like, if you have something and you have a goal and you have a talent, I'm all for it. I want to see everybody win. I've never been a hater because it's up to you to get yours.
1: All right. So, I mean, as always, dude, can't thank you enough for the time. And, uh, listen, keep us up to date on how that tournament goes. Maybe check in after, and, and we'll let everybody know the outcome uh, as you take these next steps to uh, to the next level in pro golf.
0: <laughs> thank you. And I appreciate you for letting me come on this on this podcast. I know I always say that and I know you always say, but you know you can always come on here whenever, but still, I appreciate you so much.
1: Very true. This is, uh, Leave the Pin is, is truly the podcast home of Tiger Hood. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, guys. I will catch y'all later. Did, All lead right, the, hey, Hold on, hold on. What do you say? Yeah. Lead the lead pin podcast with Dan and Scott. how does golf podcast whether you. Like it or not, friends from back in the day when that's the played at the part, Seven PM special where they played at the dark. From the birdie to the bogus to the loss to the win. Welcome game passion to the show. Lead the pin. Get busy golfing or get busy dying. How to how does golf podcast and I swear I ain't lying. Uh, lead Leave the, the pin. pin.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, people. So either get busy golfing or get busy dying.